Welcome to episode 301. This is part two of my organized moving system. Today we're going to be diving into how you can actually make moving day stress-free and easy. And if you have not already caught part one of this series, you can always pop back over to episode 286 and catch all of the incredible information that I gave there, which I'm going to talk a little bit about inside of today's episode. This is a really interesting way of presenting a series of information to you. You see, I am in the middle of moving and I have an incredible moving system that has made moving so much more enjoyable for me over the decades of all of the moves that I've been through. And it has also helped a lot of other people at this point. So I decided that right now, as my family is in the thick of moving, prepping for moving, I'm going to record this entire system in real time. So whenever you go back and you listen to part one, you will see and hear everything that I was going through in that phase of moving. And today you're going to get to dive into all of the things that I do systematically when you're actually doing the moving. We're talking like in the real moment, the week of what's going on, what types of things are you juggling, how do you fit it all into your normal life, how can you actually make this something that doesn't make you want to pull your hair out. And then after we get through all of this and the dust settles, I will be recording part three so that you can have all three phases of moving and my moving system ready to go for you to use at any time. Today's main point, however, is talking about how to make moving day stress-free and easy, which is exactly what we're going to get into. So what do you say? Let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Well, let me give you a short little teeny tiny intro into today's episode, which is part two of my organized moving system. And that intro looks a whole lot like episode 286, which I already hinted at in the intro to this podcast episode. And and I really do want you to know that this system has honestly given me excitement and joy when it comes to moving. My friends think I'm crazy. Uh, But those of you who have already tried this, and for those that have seen what this actually looks like in real life, moving can be unbelievably complicated and stressful and put a lot of burden. It's just a lot of extra stuff to do while you're literally trying to work and maintain all of the things. And so that is why I really, really, really want you, if you are prepping to move, you know that moving is coming up in your future, or if you know someone that's moving, send these episodes to them because they're unbelievably 
helpful. And in phase, in part one of this three-part series, which I'm calling phase one of moving, that is the whole prep phase, everything that you need to do to kind of get ready. And so I had mentioned in that episode that I started about 10 weeks, eight to 10 weeks out, and I wanted to prep over a longer period of time. And it's been fun for us. We actually made paper chains. We are We literally just got the keys to our house and we're going to take our time transitioning. We have uh, some really divine timing that worked out for us to where we don't have to move over, you know, 24, 48 hours. We've got some time to be able to transition and we're really excited about that, but that makes it a little bit confusing for younger kids. And so we made a paper chain and every day on the paper chain, we write down something that they can do to be encouraged about the move or be helpful or just be involved in the process. And through that, I have been able to create some really fun memories and connect with my kids in that process. And that is something new. Every other time that I have moved, I haven't really had kids. Um, not like I have them now. The last move I did, uh, definitely came at me very different. I was a single mom and it just was a thing that had to happen when it had to happen. And so I didn't get to fully utilize my moving system. Like I've used it other times in my past and like I'm using it now. And I've begun to see what an incredible time it can be if you just shift your perspective a little bit and not get lost in the details. Blaine and I know that this can be really stressful. And so we are super committed now being in phase two, which phase two is your actual moving phase. So if you're taking notes and you're following along and you're like, oh my gosh, tell me all the things I'm really literally like going to move. And I must know all of this. Please take notes. This is really unbelievably helpful for me actually in the process to write everything down because I know that I'm going to be teaching it. And so I know that it's going to be helpful for you to be able to write it down as well. But in this moving phase, we've literally made a huge commitment to each other that the only thing that we really need to do here is have fun. And yes, our routines are going to be broken. And so are are yours. And yes, we're going, I'm not going to be able to feed my kids the way that I want to feed them. It's just not going to happen. I I don't have the hours to be in the kitchen. And so I shifted what meal prepping looked like in this phase. Before I get any deeper into what this phase is and the things that I've been doing during this phase, let me tell you and explain to you kind of where we draw the line. And so with the prep that I had been doing and had had the time for because this move, we knew that it was coming, right? We bought a new build house and we knew that they, we knew when we were going to be moving in, right? So we had quite a bit of time to be able to get prepared and that gave us an ability to set dates on a calendar. And that was great. And that made our prep phase amazing. I do highly recommend having a solid prep phase, even if it's two weeks or four weeks and putting, putting some intention behind that time. Because now in phase two, which is the moving phase, we're talking about, we're actively moving things from one property to another. 
whether or not you do that in two days, you do that over two weeks, you have a month, whatever that looks like for you, it doesn't matter. It's not about the amount of time that you have for any one of these phases. And actually, the more time that you have does not always mean that it's better. I actually ended up telling Blaine today, I was like, uh, maybe we should have just ripped this bandaid off and just thrown everything in the new house. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I love what we've created here. And I was like, I know I'm like, but going between two houses for a while is hard. Um, and so there's no right or wrong way to establish a timeline. A lot of what happens when you move is is given to you, right? It's this date and it's this date and it's this date. And so we do the best that we can with what we're given. And then we get super prepared and we have really great attitudes and we make it really fun. So in the moving phase, we're talking about being able to actively move your things that you've already prepped. And I will say there are going to be three main parts to this that some of this could fall into the prep category, but not really. So there's just like this fine line and this distinction between we don't really have a place yet, but we know one's coming and then, okay, we have a place and we need to get moved. That is when, how we move from one phase to the next. Okay. There's, it's not like a hard black and white there. You'll be able to feel it out. So as we go through this, I want you to have three main parts in your notes And these are the things during moving phase that are, you know, the real practical, tactical things that do need to get done and how I've broken them up. But before we talk about those three things, I do want to talk about the things that are unspoken, the things that really should be communicated, but we always forget because they don't seem urgent. And that is our attitude. That is the way that we approach the whole entire move. And I talked a little bit about it, but I do want you to right there at the top of your paper, set an intention for your attitudes during the move. This is vital, is absolutely vital that everyone in the family understands that the number one goal while we're moving is to what? Is to be kind, is to be patient, is to have fun. Like what is that thing that would make it so worth it for you no matter how much you're sweating because the very first day of triple digits happened on the day that you moved. Like, I mean, I've just been ranting and raving about how amazing the weather has been. And then literally, I'm like, you couldn't have just given us one more week, you know, which we've already been so blessed with like amazing weather. But lo and behold, the sweating and the sun and the literal sunburns definitely made it challenging for us to hold that really good attitude and have fun through the whole process. There are just things that come up, you know, there really are going to be obstacles and hurdles. There's so many emotions that go into it. Um, There's a lot of things that my kids are dealing with. They deal with stress in different ways, excitement, enthusiasm, pressure, the unknown, anxieties. They both deal with them in different ways. And so as mom, I'm trying to help them navigate that. And I just want to make sure that as you go through this process, you're really holding time and space for all of the things. I very easily can get wrapped up in all the things that need to be done. but I'm not in my twenties anymore. And I'm like, I, I can't go as hard as I used to. I don't even know what that is about. That is not for this show, but 
it just, it really honestly is more work. There's kids involved and there's school drop off and there's school pickup and there's so much going on. So please take all of this into consideration and make sure that you have this beacon for your attitude at the forefront of everything that you do and everything that your kids and your spouse do throughout the move. Okay. With that aside, let's talk about some practical things that this phase consists of. In phase one, I gave you very specific steps and details, and a lot of it had to do with the moving binder. You should still have your moving binder. And at the very back of it, I want you to just keep all of your documents, all of your papers. You can put them in a folder. You can three ring uh, hole punch them and put them in there, but there should be a paper in there. One of them that says transfer of utilities. So this is the first one. I'm going to give all three of them to you. And then we're going to go back through and we're going to talk to them, talk through each of them. And the second one is establish contractors or services. And the last one is what to buy, donate or sell. And so I have greatly recognized that all of the things that we are doing throughout this moving phase all get put into one of these three things. Now, number three is what to buy, donate, and sell. Did some of that happen during the prep phase? Yes, sure. Some of it did, but guess what? We're selling our kitchen table and I didn't really want to not have a kitchen table uh, while we were (laughs) nowhere near moving, right? And so some of these things really do have to wait until it's like, okay, we can grin and bear it without a kitchen table for a few days or for a week before we move and everyone moves in if that if that's where we're at. And at some point, Blaine and I were just like, okay, we just have to like start selling things, start moving things, start getting rid of things and be a little bit uncomfortable. It's just what it's going to be. And my kids are going to have to learn that's what that's going to be. We are a systematic family. We are a routine driven family. The number one thing that I always ask if people have is, do you have water? Do you have food? And do you have a jacket? (laughs) It's like, I need people to be comfortable. And guess what? People are going to be uncomfortable for a while. This is a total break in your routine. This is a total break in your kids' routines. And that is why that attitude piece of this is so important. And it's also why you need to get organized through the actual moving phase because there is going to be such a disruption to your way and your pace of life. So let's talk about number one, which is the transfer of utilities. We got an entire list. The list is extensive. There are so many things that you need to transfer. You need to sit down and write down every single one of those things in most of them you can schedule out far out into the future. So you don't have to do all these all in one day. Um, Now, it just depends on how the closing of the house goes and all that, right? But we're looking at changing your address with the post office, right? All of the utilities that you have. And then also in this category, we're lumping in making sure that you change your address with your bank and your credit cards and all of that that needs to be done. And so how do you do this? How does this happen? Where do you find time for this? Where do you put it? That's the question I always get asked is where do you put this when you have your normal life happening? So here's where you put it. If you're following my time blocking method, you're following my systems to a T, you're going to put it in your to-do block every single week. Now for a normal week, I have one to two hours for 
a block of to-dos. That's all I need. I don't need much more than that because 90% of my to-do list, really 95% of my to-do list is automated in what we do every single week. And so it's just random things that come up. Well, let me tell you, everything related to moving is random. It is not going to come up again for a long time. Even if you're a military family and you move every 6, 12 to 12 months to two years, right? Like that's still infrequent enough that it's not going to come up on your weekly automated things that need to get done. So when you sit down and you look at, okay, next week, I know I need to do all of the transfer of my utilities. You might have to strategically schedule in more time to get this done. You can put that wherever you want it. We got a lot of it done on the internet. It didn't have to be done during business hours. I was able to do it after the kids went to bed. There's been a break in my routines, my nighttime routines, my morning routines are not what I would love for them to be. They're dedicated to moving and that's okay. That's where we find time to do these things when they come up. That's not where we want to live in our life all of the time, but this is a time to be able to utilize that morning and nighttime routine, potentially even moving some work blocks around so that you can maybe work with your kids home a little bit more and get a lot of the things done that are hard and cumbersome to do with kids when it comes to moving, when they're at school, whatever this needs to look like for you, you're going to have to get in there and you're going to have to rearrange to get this done. So look at what needs to be done every single week when you're actually moving and plan your calendar accordingly. Number two is to establish contractors and services. This also goes back to your calendar. This is vital from cleaners to movers to all the other things that we have with the contractors, with signing papers, with realtors, title companies. Like There's so many meetings. It's been unbelievable how many meetings, truly. That has to 100% dictate what you're doing everywhere else in your life because these they don't, they don't really care. They just don't wait for you right? And so this stuff has to be done and you have to schedule them. This is another day of sitting down, making phone calls, reading emails, going through stuff. And it's not a whole day, right? But you do need to set aside several hours to get these things done, to get them on your calendar, let alone actually show up to the meetings when they come, when it comes time for the meeting. So again, the question is asked, well, how do I go about doing this? It's all about your calendar at this point. You're going to be really, really, really calendar heavy. Your routines are going to go out the window for the most part. Like we're holding steady to our before school routine right now and our bedtime routine. Like that's it. But even that bedtime routine is looking real skimpy. We've cut out a lot of the fluff. We're just down to the nitty gritty of everything that needs to get done. That before school routine is a real anchor routine for our family. And so I'm trying to keep that one. And then obviously our bedtime routine is an anchor routine too. Most of the time that starts with dinner, but that is we're out and about. We're doing a lot of things. We're in between houses. I'm not cooking as much. So it definitely does look a lot different. And again, I can't repeat this enough. That is where that great stress-free, like just open-minded, we're going to have fun attitude can really go a long way. Please make sure that you are really focused on your Google calendar and syncing it up every day along with every single week during this phase of moving. The last one here on the list, which before I get into it, I do want to let you know that phase three of moving is 
which you're going to hear on the podcast later, is the resettling. How do you get unpacked? How do you get everyone moved in? How do you reestablish those routines after you've moved? Which (laughs) maybe you never did this. This episode, episode three, is going to be amazing. If you've just never done this post-move, you could be years out, months out, weeks out, and it will still be unbelievably helpful for you. I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to it. I will say that one of the ways that you will become most successful at resettling is if you were following part one and part two or phase one, part one and part two of this series, which are both of these phases of moving. Okay. So the third thing that you want to look at is what to buy, donate and sell. This is where it gets really fun for me because a lot of this comes down to functionality and design. When you pair something that's super functional with something that looks pretty and is, maybe pretty is not your word, but that is designed to your aesthetic, if we want to use these big words, right? Um, These fancy designer words. The point is, is when it's appealing to you and it serves a purpose and it functions really well, then we are sitting in a really great space as moms who are trying to run their ship every single day and manage their home. Inside of Systemize Your Life, this is hardcore what I teach whenever we talk about our cleaning and our decluttering and all of the things about keeping a house. This may not come natural to you. It is my It's like my love language, right? And that's okay if it doesn't come natural to you. I'm going to tell you some of the things that I do to help you know what to buy, donate, and sell in your new home very quickly. If you want to learn so much more about no matter what phase you're in in your home right now, whether you moved a long time ago or you're getting ready to move or you just moved, please come over to chelseajoe.co backslash S-Y-L for Systemize Your Life and consider hopping inside of my home management system where I teach you exactly what it looks like to match and have this unbelievable functional and really well-designed space, not in the sense of like a designer and oh my gosh, we're going to do this whole like, what does my house need to be designed like? No, but more so how do things look and how do they feel and how do they function? How do you pair those two things together and maintain them on a regular basis so that your house truly is a place that is organized, well-kept, and is a place that you can recharge that makes you feel amazing and sparks incredible joy inside of you whenever you are in your home. Let's look at how I have figured out what's to buy, donate, and sell. And it all starts with what I like to call a mood board. Mood boards are used in so many different industries. We use them in the wedding industry. Uh, You use them if you're a photographer for all kinds of things. Anytime you have a photo shoot, we always use a mood board. They're literally used for everything. When you're trying to bring something to life that you really do can't see in front of you, you need some type of visual. The way that you are going to be able to know what to buy for your new house, what to sell that you currently have that you're no longer going to keep or use or donate it, right? It's basically comes down to, are you keeping all the things or are you getting new things? I sat down and I, and I, I built my dream house pulled a bunch of different images from Pinterest. I pinned it room by room by room by room. And then as we're packing during that prep phase, 
I'm looking at all the things and I know exactly when we get into our new house where every single piece of furniture, except for one or two, there are like one or two pieces of furniture that I'm like, I love that piece of furniture. I have no idea how or where we're going to use it, but we're going to find a place because I want to keep that piece of furniture, right? So obviously you can go that route, but on the flip side of that, what we really want to look at is what do we have in our current house that's functional in our new space? Where can we repurpose this? Where can we use this again? Where does it fit in the new space? And then assign it there. If there's nowhere to assign it, it doesn't spark joy. It doesn't light you up. It doesn't fit this dream that you're going for. And you have the means and the ability to get rid of it and get something new. Great. That's when you put that. We're getting a new kitchen table. The kitchen table that I've had, if you guys have hung out with me on Instagram, you've seen it. The paint is off of it. Like it's just terrible, but it's been a table that I've had forever. I picked it up off of like Facebook marketplace forever ago. We used it in the wedding business. It was like one of the first tables that I ever styled anything on. It was just like such a dream. And I thought I was like the coolest person on the planet when I got it. I just loved it so much. It served its purpose. We've crafted so many things on it and we're parting ways with the kitchen table. We're getting a new kitchen table, you know, and there will be things like that, that you are able to put on your list, but you do need to know that. And here's why the last thing you want to do is move something twice. Why take the kitchen table to the new house when you're just going to turn around and get rid of it and put a new one in? So we've been prepping for this for a long time. We've been looking at the list and not everything will make the cut. We won't be able to purchase everything that we want to right away. And so we know that this is the wish list. This is the actual list. And we went through and we looked at everything that we want to buy, donate, and sell. And we have, I'm on, (laughs) I'm on team buy new things and Blaine is on team sell old things. He's really good at that. And I'm really good at buying new things. No, we're really great at both, but that is just how this cookie crumbled. I don't really know that that was super strategic. It's just kind of where our strengths went. And I, felt like that was the best thing that could have ever happened. And it's been working out really well for us. So you will figure out where your strengths lie and who's going to be assigned to what and delegate everything that you can in this process. When you're moving, figure out what contractors, if you, if you don't, if you don't have the means and the finances to be able to hire people, call on your friends. You have an incredible moving system now that I described in the very, very first phase And you're just going to have the people come over and you're going to be like, you take the pink boxes to the room with the pink sticker on it. Done. Like it's so unbelievably simple. Your friends can come and help you. Your family can come and help you. Or obviously you can get movers to come and help you. This thing is going to be streamlined, seamless. You're going to be able to have more fun than you definitely would have been able to have had you not had a little bit of my moving system in place. So go out there, get organized, get prepared. And if you are moving soon, congrats. I feel you. It's unbelievably fun and challenging. So challenging at the same time. I can't wait for you guys to be inspired and come along on the journey with me as I set up my new home office 
as I set up all of my, (laughs) all, all of my new organization and all of my new systems in a brand new space. I'm really eager and looking forward to sharing all of it with you over on Instagram and here on the podcast, obviously. Please come back and join me again real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.